Holy Spirit, I ask you to come. Holy Spirit, come. Fill this message. Fill this message, Father, with your presence, your interpretation, Father, through the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to get into your word, Father. Be able to learn something. Be able to get knowledge and ever so desirable wisdom. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to open up your word. The opportunity to be able to get in your presence, Father. Father, we ask you right now just to bring your presence into this. Anointing breaks the yoke. Break the yoke of every bondage in anyone's life, Father, right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We ask you right now, Father, to lead us, guide us, and direct us in your ways. Father, and in your word. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now to intercede for us. And be that understanding that we need. Although we may have different different ministering words in our brain that you give to us in our spirit, Father, that you are the linking bridge that brings all of us together. And we thank you, Father, for that. We thank you for linking us together within the Holy Spirit, Father, the power of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We ask you to bless every single one watching, everyone listening, Father, to this message that we're about to give. Amen and amen. Yes. Oh. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Hope everyone's having a great day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're waking up, just getting out of bed, about to have some breakfast, about to get cleaned up for a day full of errands, activities, or work. Or, we're catching you halfway through your day when you've gone through some stuff in life, gone through trials, tribulations, but then again, you also see God doing His thing, counting your many blessings that God has given you throughout the day, 
and you're getting through that thing they call that midday madness. Or you're ending your day. Spending time with your family, loved ones, whoever you're close to, whoever you live with, having some dinner, bite to eat, and just relaxing, and you're just wanting a really chill, good, wholesome word from God. However, whenever, whenever, you're right now, you're tuned into the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. And hosted by your boy Blue. Everyone, everyone, I'm hoping that everyone has had a fantastic day or beginning, middle, whatever it may be. Um, I do want to send a shout out before I start even going into the Word of God to a friend, an associate, um, practically family, Dio um, Artisto, Johnny Castillo. He passed away recently. And our prayers are with him, his family, anyone around him, anyone who has been affected by this. We don't know what happened. Um, All we know is that he's no longer here. So, Blue Book sends his condolences out to those affected by his his death. God bless you. God bless the family. May the Holy Spirit comfort you in these hard times. And I want to send out a shout out to every single person affected by disease, viruses, any type of sickness. Have have mighty power in the name of Jesus to get through these things. We need to get through these things. We need to move forward. Take your medicines. Take your vitamins, whatever it may be. Be protective with your masks or whatever you wear. Shields, scarves, protect yourself. Okay? Anyhow, before we, while we get into the message, what do we always do before every message? We recite our Pledge of Allegiance. So I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior from whom kingdom stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life, liberty, to all those who believe. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very powerful message today. And it's going to be centered around the one and only Jesus Christ. Not that every other one isn't, but this one is going to be pretty, pretty direct. Okay? And we need to dig in to this a little bit. It's very important. Okay? So, just follow along with me. Catch your book, your word. Very important to have this. Very important to keep it. Very important to read this. Your Bible, whether you got it uh, at the book, which I have right in front of me. I have the Amplified Bible in front of me. That's what I use. As you can see on Instagram, I have it here. Or you have it on digital with your cell phone. Or you have it on your computer, tablet, whatever. would like for you to turn to the book of Philippians. Okay, Philippians. 
New Testament. Very good. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Okay? Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Okay? What does this mean? Well, faith in Christ includes sharing in four aspects of Christ's life. Four aspects. Which Paul addresses in verse 10 and 11. This verse provides the first three. First, knowing Christ clearly involves the power of the resurrection. We all know the resurrection power is the Holy Spirit. We know this. If we don't, and if you didn't, now you do. The, 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 the power of his resurrection, how he resurrected out of the tomb and into the heavens, is nothing but more and nothing less than the Holy Spirit. Okay? Holy Spirit. The resurrection of Jesus conquered death and provided a way to know the Lord. So he gave you a reason or gave you a example or provided that way of conquering death. Okay, the resurrection was extremely important for that. You're not sucked into death. You are resurrected. If you believe in the risen Christ, the Jesus Christians, Jesus Christians, if you believe in that, which no reason why you shouldn't you know the resurrection is the ultimate the power of the Holy Spirit resurrecting Jesus out of the tomb second Paul notes the importance of sharing in his sufferings taking part in it being a part of the sufferings many believers miss this trait because they don't want to suffer people believe suffering is always a negative thing and there are times when our lives where we actually consider suffering nothing more than a negative thing. But suffering with his sufferings is a whole nother, whole nother deal. Many believers uh, miss this trait, believing the Christian faith provides freedom from hardship. A lot of people in Jesus, when they come to Christ, are sold a bill of goods. Okay? I witnessed this through my life, so I know what I'm talking about. You're sold a bill of goods of, you come into Christ and everything's going to be peachy. You got Jesus, don't have to worry no more. That's a bill of goods. That's not the truth. The suffering is actually more intense. But, the difference between the suffering before Christ and the suffering after Christ, is before Christ you didn't know who to go to, you just dealt it and it caused you all kinds of troubles. After Christ, you have someone to lean on. You can just give it to God. Just give it to Him. Let Him deal with it. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people are, are, are not given that tool, or not shown that tool. You can have a screwdriver in your hand all day, but if no one shows you how to put on the screw and turn the dog on handle, you're not going to know how to do it. You're just going to look at a screwdriver, look at that screw, and say, oh, that's pretty cool. What do I do with this? When you put the screwdriver on the screw and you turn it, righty, lefty, loosey, righty, tighty, you start to understand the process. Same thing with suffering. When you don't know or not aware of he is there for you to put the suffering on, then you keep on holding it even though you have Jesus. It's like having a tool you don't know how to use, like I said. So it's a different type of suffering because you don't have to hold it. You now have Jesus. 
Okay, this is a common false teaching of modern motiva motivational speakers who use biblical terminology in their speeches. And this is what I talk about when I talk about theological terminology. Okay, a lot of preachers like to deflect conviction with different words to try to get them to uh, try not, get, not to get the conviction on. Because conviction doesn't bring profit. You must understand that when you convict somebody, you're not giving them a profit. You're giving them a a a a, a conviction. A you did this. Own it. And people don't like that. People don't like to know that they made a mistake. Look what's going on in the nation. People are having a hard time of accountability and having a hard time owning up to their things. They just want to just keep it moving, keep it moving. That's not the answer. You cannot deal with something properly if you do not own it, accountable for it, and get through it. Not get around it, not get over it, not get under it, get through it. That's what Jesus says. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil through it. Jesus wants you to go through problems because when you go through problems, you're able to get you're able to rectify it, get it over with, get to deal with it, and move forward instead of it coming back to you later on so you never dealt with this before. Okay? A common teaching with false teachings is that I'm not gonna convict you. I'm not gonna put you in the fire. Why? Because if I do that, you're not gonna you're not gonna give me what I want, and that's a, a, a financial end. You're not going to fund me because now I'm making you feel like you've done something wrong. Well, it's not me giving you. Like people say, oh well, I don't want them to hate me for believing in Jesus. And I hate you. They hate Christ. It's you. Your example. Yes, you have your examples. You're a fallen creature. You have your examples. But they're not hating you. They don't even know what to hate because Jesus. Jesus is such an unhateable person. They don't know what they're hating. They, they, people say they hate things because they don't understand how to get through things. I hate this. I hate that. I hate this. Do you realize how powerful a word of hate is? That, may, that hate is like the ultimate negative word in the English language. Okay? I hate something. Having all truth erased. You're having all the truth erased. I'm erasing all the truth. This is nothing but hate. Because truth is love. Because it convicts. And conviction turns into restoration and correction. So, when I come to you with with all this lovey-dovey, sugar-coated, you know, you're going to prosper no matter what type of stuff. I'm not giving you the gospel. I'm giving you what I want to give you, and that's prosperity. And you want prosperity because money is all people really think about. Money and power. And convictions doesn't give you power. Well, it's not the way you think it should. Pro uh, con conviction gives you correction, which leads to power. Because when you have the power of Christ, you don't have to use it. People already know. Okay? It's a terminology situation. Both Paul and the rest of the early church knew that living for Christ included sharing in both the joys and struggles of Christ. So when you're living for Jesus, you, you have to understand you're living for both. Not living just one. You're not just getting the blessings. You're getting both of it. How you handle what you go through, that's a different ballgame. That's a whole different ball of wax, how you handle it. I'm not talking about how you handle it. Or am I? When you go through things, if you're a believer, and you believe in Jesus and so forth, and you've gone through both the blessings and the hardships, the hardships are easier to go through because all you do is, God, just take this from me. You just take it from me. The burdens are not, are, are not going to be that bad. You must understand the difference between blessings and correction. Conviction 
is nothing more than a correction uh, a leader a correction leader it leads you to correction conviction leads to correction are you going to ever perfect it no it's a practice just like like law it's a practice it, it doesn't you don't perfect christianity you just continue or jesus christian you don't just you don't ever master it or perfect it you just um learn through it okay you get the education by reading the black and white. You get the knowledge by reading the, the word. Um, in the in between, you get the, the knowledge is living it. The wisdom is seeing it through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, dealing with the good and the bad. This sometimes means suffering, which we do. Those who live for Jesus or live for the Jesus Christians are suffering. I myself am a Pentecost. Not Pentecostal, I'm Pentecost. Pentecostal got a lot more other apostolic elements into it, and I just don't think everyone needs to be conservative and, and all that stuff. I mean, you have, you're you your own person. I'm not going to be locked down with, 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 with lack of freedom. But I am a Pentecost. I do believe in the resurrection. I believe in the 100% of the God, God's power. So I am going to walk in that. Suffering is a part of that. Suffering in a righteous way. You understand? Paul personally endured hardship despite his faith, faithful life spent serving Christ. So he's trying to tell you he's been there, done that, but he still maintained because he believed in Jesus. He believed in the Spirit. He believed in Him. Okay. Paul also knows the concept of mimicking Christ uh, in his in his death. Some see the idea of party uh, of uh, martyrdom in this verse. However, in this verse. So. You gotta understand there's only one Jesus. One Christ, that's it. However, the focus is on becoming like him in death, not the method of death. We're trying to be something like Jesus. It's like a lot of people like like to use I'm like a boss. I see that a lot. I'm like a boss. Well, what boss are you trying to be like and why aren't you the boss? Different when you say I'm trying to be like Christ. Why? I'm trying to love with that expectation. I'm trying to walk in peace even when everyone is tripping and I'm trying to show accountability because it's contagious. That is Jesus. 100%. I want to be like, as much as I can be like Jesus. Doesn't mean you're super religious because Jesus was not religious. Jesus was totally against religion. Religion is what he came down to to abolish. He knew religion was killing the people. He was trying to abolish, uh, trying to get rid of of religion and get people on a personal relationship that's what the veil was torn when he, when, he, when he died because he was trying to get people out of religion okay Paul wants to die to the world of sin and temptation he wants to die he doesn't want to be a part of it so can, so he can be fully transformed in order to be like Christ so you have this is a daily die okay so when you wake up in the morning you pray to God God please help me through my day bless me and da 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 da, whatever else your prayer is going to be like, and you go through your day, and you're trying to, you're trying to escape, or not escape, wrong word, you're trying to endure through temptation, multiple sinful acts that, that could happen that fall on your brain, um, just all the worldly sins. You're trying to endure it. And the way you endure it is by calling on Jesus, having him help you. 
big thing, big deal. Okay. This is a state. This is a sediment he will mention again in verse twenty-one. So, here we go. Philippians three ten. You guys ready? Okay. For my determined purpose is my determined purpose is that I may know him, that may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person. That's a deep understanding. More strongly and more clearly. Strong and clear. And that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. So you want to know the Holy Spirit. Which it exerts over believers. He comes into you. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even in his death and in the hope. All that talking about is I want to be closer to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gave Jesus the power to do what he did. Now before he hit 30, that's just him wising up. From 30 to 33, three years he had. And boy, did he make an impact. For my determined purpose is that I may know him that may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, Holy Spirit which it exerts over believers and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even into his death in the hope. I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know his power of resurrection. I want to know his participation in sufferings and become like him in death so that somehow obtaining to resurrection from the death. I want to know that power. It is called the Holy Spirit. You can't contain it. The only one that contained it was Christ. That's why he was able to make the miracles happen the way he did and heal and do everything because he was the only human being alive to be able to contain it in one person. Righteously. He was able to do things beyond him being there because he had the Holy Spirit and he was baptized and he knew how to do it because his faith was strong. The kind of faith that he has no one possesses. So we ask God in our souls, in our hearts to help us show me how to love you better because I don't know that love. I don't know the love of the Father like he wants me to know the love. I know the love of the Father the way I know it. 
I know how to love God. I know how to love Jesus the way I know how to do it. But sometimes that's not enough because the, this is the problem with our love. Our love is so conditional, it's ridiculous. Our love is so coated with if you do for me, I, I will love you mentality or instantaneous feeling that we do not truly know the love of God. We know our love, the love that we get from our parents, love that we get from our, our, our best friends, the love we get maybe from your church family, the love you may get from your spouse. Those are that type of love we know, and they're all different types of love. Not everyone loves the same. I love you in different ways. But our love is so conditional. So we have to, if we're really wanting the love of God, we have to ask God to help us love Him. Show us how to love Him. Because there's no way we humanly can figure that out. See, as me as a Pentecost, I don't try to figure God out. I let God do God. I enjoy the Word. I enjoy ministering. I enjoy listening to good music. I enjoy stories. I enjoy these things. But I am not trying to go down that rabbit hole. There used to be a time where I was all about it. Man, I wanted to go down and I wanted to know every nook and cranny there was. And boy, did I get a rude awakening. And got put in my place. So what do I do now? I don't even mess with it. Let God deal with those. That's not my burden to carry. My burden to carry is the decisions I make as a human being. With my family, with my friends, with my job, with my church. Those are my decisions to make and those are what I got to deal with. I'm not trying to make my life any more complicated than it already is and I'm sure you don't either. And if you do, you're just a glutton for punishment. How am I going to tempt God by going to a place where he told me not to go through the Holy Spirit, I still do it, and I'm wanting him to protect me through it? That's called tempting God. Okay, if you're called to do something and you may not be sure of it, you best get prayed up and best ask God and hear, listen to your God voice about that. To know Christ the way Philippians Philippians 3, 10, and 11. Let's go to 11. That if possible, I may obtain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Okay, let's, let's try that again. Okay. That if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead even while in the body do you realize what you're asking do you realize what you're asking in this I don't think people truly understand what they're asking in this if that if possible it's not asking if possible if it's actually possible you're asking if it's possible for that type of power to be within you. You're questioning yourself. But asking God the question, can I obtain this type of power? Well, it requires a few things. You just don't get handed it. You don't, this stuff isn't just, boom, there you go. It don't work that way. There has to be a genuine connection. That if possible, 
I may attain. I may. That's the polite way of saying. If it's possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral. You want both. So you want the spiritual and the moral. Most people just want the moral. People just want to know and be done with it. The spiritual goes a lot deeper. The spiritual is a different set of rules. Because you have to give everything. Moral is just your compass. I'm talking about your inner being, your heart, your spirit, your soul. If it possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me from the dead, even in the body. So you're wanting him to use that Holy Spirit to raise you from the old self to the new self. Is it possible? Do you genuinely want it? Did you genuinely want that? Some say yes, some say no. It's a commitment. It's not something you just do and okay, the world's better. This is a commitment. It's a practice you do on a daily basis. Trust me, when you have to put your faith to the test and something comes up to you that's pretty t- doggone tef- uh, tough to deal with and you don't know how to get through it and you're putting your faith in Christ, most of us are don't even trust that. Because we don't know how to trust that. We don't know how to. We're not close enough to God to feel that trust like that. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. It gives you comfort in the time of tribulation. When you're feeling like, man, I don't know what to do now. The world's crumbling. But once you get through whatever you're going through and you see how God did it, then you're grateful. Thank you, Lord, for being there for me. Like he hasn't time and time again proven he's been there for you. Like he's not time and time have shown himself approved of you. People always say, I want God to show himself. I need him to prove himself. Has he not? Are you still alive? Especially nowadays. People falling over, just falling over. God forbid you have to go to the hospital for anything, man. That's a, that's a really bad place to be. The fact that you're alive... The fact you woke up in the morning and you're able to have a meal, be productive, and have a meal again and go to bed. That should you're grateful just to have that because a lot of people don't have that. But we're so ungrateful to God because we want so much more. <clears throat> so you want him. So check this one out. This is really interesting. So you're not grateful for what he's already done for you. Okay? Keep, keep Keeping a roof over your head, food in your mouth, clothing in your back, and the ability maybe to help somebody out, to be able to sleep in a bed at nighttime, to be able to, you know, have the things that people sometimes don't have. You're ungrateful for that. But you want him to resurrect you from the spiritual and moral compass of yourself into a new from the dead to a living body is it possible I want to know Christ I want to know the power of the resurrection I want to participate in the sufferings I want to become like him I want all this do you really want that no you don't you don't want that because that's a commitment that takes some time that takes your personal commitment to stop listen look around and pay attention obey God love Jesus 
and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Are you really ready for that? And you can convince yourself in your head day in, day out that you are. But convincing yourself and then applying it, two different things. Put it all together. For my determination, my for my for my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of the person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may I may in the same way to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even in death, his death, in the hope that in the hope that if possible I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me from the among the dead even while the body It's a mouthful right there. Break it down. I want to know you. I want to love you. And if it's possible, take me from death to life, even in my body. Do you really want that? Very big question. Let's see. New National Version says this. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, become like him in his death. Oh. The KJV says this, may, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comf- comfortable unto his death. Uh, conformable, not comfortable, conform, conformable, conformable. I want to conform to him in his death. Whoa, that's pretty powerful. Really? Wow. The CSB says, My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of sufferings, being conformed to his death. I want to know. Do you really want to know the death of Christ? Do you really want to be a part of that spiritual battle? Do you know what he went through? Eh, don't think you do. I just don't think you do. I don't think you do. Let's see. Do we have anything else we can go lean on? Let's see. Hope you get this, guys. Hope it's all, all, all making some sense to you. Let's see. Do you have anything else that maybe have worked to us? So bad. Is conformed. A lot of translations say conformed. I'm trying to find something that's not okay. Good news translations is all I want to. All I want is to know Christ and to experience the power of His resurrection, to share in His sufferings, and become like Him in His death. That's a lot to do with even even baptism. To go down the old from up the new. Good. 
Good. Okay, God's word translation says that knows Christ's faith, knows the power of his comeback, coming back to life, gives and what it means to suffer with him. In this way, I become like him in his death. Okay, fair enough. Okay, the message Bible says, I gave up all the inferior stuff so I would know Christ personally. I gave up everything to know him personally. Experience his resurrection power. Be a partner in his sufferings and go all the way to him to death itself. That's a pretty powerful statement right there. The message Bible. Do you get that? I gave up all inferior stuff. I means anything I, I, I cared about in the, in the world, outside, materialistics. So I would know Christ personally. Because Christ says, it's everything God, follow me. So I gave it everything up that I cared about to follow Jesus personally. Experience his resurrection power, which is the Holy Spirit, and be a partner in his suffering. I mean, take his lashes, take his pain, take his hitting, take, take, his, take his beat down. And all, and, and go all the way with him to his death. Itself. Pretty powerful to do all that, to feel that way about him. People don't understand is there's much more to, to do than just saying. There is a there is a way to do this, and it's not just the Bible, it's it's life, it's experiences, it's wisdom. These things help you get through the stuff. Okay. The white clip version, let's see what this says. Okay. To know him and the virtue of his rising again. And the fellowship of his passion, and to be made like to his death, to know him and the virtue of rising again, and the fellowship of his passion, I figured, or made like to his death. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's break this down one more time. Try to do the best I can. For my determined purpose, in I'm determined. That I may know him, may know Jesus. I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. More intimately, close, personal, and deeply acquainted with him. I know him. I am understanding him. I'm getting him. Perceiving and recognizing, understanding, and the wonders of his person. So you have got to let's like break down his personality, break down who the person of him was, what made him so good, what made it what, what made him sinless, and really get acquainted with him. And that I may in that same way be uh, know, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. So not only do you want to know Jesus as a person and as a savior, but you also want to know the Holy Spirit. You want to know the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit that brought him up which in which it exerts over the believers and that I may so share his sufferings you want to take take hold of the, that, that type of beat down huh as to be continually transformed of course when you get beat down enough time you start changing your way so you don't get beat down transforming okay 
in spirit into his likeness even to his death in the hope so even in his death you want to know this in the hope that if possible I can may I may may obtain attain the spiritual and moral the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead and while still in the body so you're asking a lot a lot the question is are you ready for that type of commitment that is extremely suggestive do you are you can you do you know well I'll tell you this I'll be quite frank with you most people know it takes not a religious stance it takes a relationship stance it takes something special something in you that changes when you accept Jesus into your heart when you accept Jesus as your personal savior and you build on that salvation which is considered the Jesus Christian walk you allowed the Holy Spirit to come inside of your life Jesus lives inside as a Savior, but you have the Holy Spirit there too. And you let the Holy Spirit transform you, little by little, into the man God wants you to be. And God will bless you according to His riches in Christ Jesus. It's called grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. If you let Jesus do His thing with you, and you listen and you love on Jesus, the obedience of God will bring blessings. And I'm sure if you go through your entire day, day by day, you can see where things could have been a whole lot uglier. But you, you've seen the blessings, and they can be small ones. They could be someone helping you out. You know, you go to a grocery store, someone helps you out to get to uh, the, your car. Or um, you find a $20 bill on the ground, you needed that money for something, and God blessed you with it. There's a lot of things, small things that happen in our life that can count as blessings that help you get through the day. When you recognize that you're letting God, you're recognizing God's work in you. Whether it's from a believer or a non-believer, that doesn't matter. The problem, the thing is, is that when you recognize it, it becomes something so much more special. I encourage you, if you want Philippians 3, 10, and 11 in your life, it takes a strong dedication. It takes a strong commitment uh, to, to, to go that level. And it's not even strength by might. It's strength by spiritual strength. Because you got to fight all that stuff off. Can you do it? Absolutely. But it takes something special. What I want to do now is to pray with you. Pray with you because your salvation is what matters. In the end, your salvation matters. I want to know Christ. Do you want to know Christ? Let's start with the first step and let's pray together and bring you into the kingdom 
so that you can have a footstool and you can be that person that you're trying to be in Jesus. Okay? So I'm going to pray for you and I want you to repeat what I say and mean what I say. Mean the prayer. Well, as I say it, you say it, mean it as as you're saying it so God knows that this is, what you, is something that, that you want. And watch Him work on you. Father God, I thank you for this time right now. I ask forgiveness for the sins that I have committed. I ask forgiveness for my trespasses. And I ask that your son, Jesus Christ, come into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe he died on the cross for my sins and resurrected to heaven for the hope that we need. I thank you, Father, for my salvation. And I ask you, lead me, guide me, and direct me in your ways and in your word. Thank you, Father, for saving my life. In Jesus' mighty name, by way of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father, I thank you for anyone who prayed that prayer. Anyone who said those words and meant them. Now, what I ask you to do, on the website, you click on the show, it'll give you a drop down, and it'll have an email address on there, bluebook at gmail.com. What I want you to do, hit that email and let us know you prayed that prayer let us know maybe a little bit about you so we know how God has helped you and will help you start your walk with the Lord it's not going to be easy it's going to be tough but you're not alone you got Jesus, you got the Holy Spirit and as you go on you'll find brothers and sisters that have the same Father God, you do. Same Jesus you have. Same Holy Spirit you have. That will be able to help you. And fellowship with you. There's nothing more important than salvation. Nothing more important. I want to be a Philippians 3, 10, and 11 person. Okay? Well, let's, intim- let's intimately know him. Let's bring it to the forefront. Let's do what we do. Let's make it happen. Email us. Bluebook at gmail.com. Go to our thing. Click on the link. You see the, the scripture. You'll see all the credits. And you'll push the button. And there you go. Follow us on all social media platforms. Bluebook. Be it A-L-U-8-O-K. We thank you for tuning in to this message of the Blue Book. I've been your host, your boy Blue. A.K.A. the Blue Era. Jesus loves you. Give them an opportunity to show it. 
And I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know the resurrection power. I want to know. I want to participate in the sufferings. I want to feel that. I want to know Him intimately. And I want somehow for it to resurrect from the from the from the spiritual to the body. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the message. Let us know you listened. Email us. Hit us up on social media. Just know we love you. We care about you. No matter who you are, we want to know so we can reach out to you too as well. Okay? Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus. Strong. Oh, <laughs>